Hi, everyone. Welcome back to season two with the Unschooling Mom to Mom podcast. I am so glad you're here. I'm sure you saw the title for this first episode of season two, Your Unschooling Manifesto. And you can modify it to be your own family manifesto, too. You know, all that word manifesto means is a statement of your beliefs. And I think that's a great way to build your own confidence as you embrace unschooling. Because that's my goal here, to help you feel stronger about your decision to unschool. I want to offer you information and support so that you can be successful, too. We've just come off of our month-long birthday celebration with all the Pattersons. My kids are now officially 33, 31, and 28, and they're all thriving in their adult lives. Truth is, I made a lot of mistakes as I was finding my way unschooling, and that's why I'm here, to shine a little light ahead of you so that you can avoid some of the missteps that I took and learn from my 25 years of experience. And that's why a manifesto is a cool idea. It gives you clarity. You think about the question, what do you believe? And then you articulate what your core beliefs are. When you do this, you're better equipped for those days that don't go well. Or when someone questions you and you stumble in your response. We've all been there. Last year, I did a podcast about fears. It's number nine. If you haven't listened to it, it's worth going back to do that. I'll link to it in the blog and the show notes. For this episode, you can simply listen and ponder, or you can go grab a notebook and a pen or open a Google document, and I'll list out what I put on my unschooling manifesto. You might completely agree and add it to your own manifesto, or maybe you thought of it before, or maybe it's a new concept, but you agree and you add it to your list. But maybe you hear it and you have some questions about it. These will be your flags or your indicators that tell you to go back and look into it a little more. You can do this by using the unschoolingmomtomom.com website or find an unschooling guide that will tackle that subject in depth. Or maybe you're in the membership group and you'll bring it to the group coaching call. And we can always hop onto a call with me if you want to just talk about it privately. All these are options. And the reason I encourage you to do these is because it will strengthen your resolve. It will stop the second guessing, or at least it'll slow it down considerably. When we've thought things through, we're less likely to create that house of cards that gets knocked down with the first strong breeze. The transcripts at the website will have some resource suggestions for you, too, so you don't have to go searching for ways to strengthen your foundation. I'll help you. So I have 25 ideas that are on my own unschooling manifesto. Listen to each one and then pause the podcast when you hear this sound. Think if you want to add it to your own list or look for more information about that particular point. So pause now, gather your stuff so you can start your own manifesto, and we'll dive in together. Great. I'm ready. Are you back? (laughs) Did you really leave? (laughs) Either way, it's fine. Let's get started with this. The first one I have is... The world does not need to be divided into educational and non-educational activities. Everything is educational. 
Your relationship with your child matters more than worksheets, banana peels on the floor, what time they go to bed, or when they learn to read. Actually, nothing is more important than the relationship. Consider whether your words and actions make this really clear to your children. You don't have to artificially divide the world up into subjects. One thing really does lead to another. When learners and children and adults follow their interest, everything overlaps. Figure out what your family's rhythm is and recognize that it may change over time and it may not look like someone else's rhythm, but that's the beauty of truly being able to individualize your own family too. You won't always be mad at them that they're not fitting into somebody else's mold. Be curious about the world yourself. Invite your kids to be curious with you. Support them as they begin to wander with their own curiosities. Be interested and interesting. Unschoolers focus on living a rich, stimulating life with their kids. It's okay if you need a little help getting creative here. I have some ideas for you over at the website. Role model critical thinking skills. Examine marketing that comes their way. Think about who benefits from getting you to agree with them. It's okay to agree or buy things, but help them see how it's helpful to be thoughtful and intentional instead of getting swept up in the moment. Unschoolers recognize that the schoolish ways of lesson plans, curriculum, assignments, quizzes, and tests required memorizing and grades are totally unnecessary and more about the teaching than the learning. If you're in the membership group, I have a great PDF that helps with this, so be sure to check that out. Don't suck the fun out of something by turning it into a teachable moment. Take your cues from your kids. A little conversation may be all they were looking for. Sometimes we need a little de-schooling here. Create a support system for yourself. People you can turn to when you're not sure what you're doing is working. Local is great, but these past couple years have shown us that an online community can be so helpful too. You don't have to use the term unschooling if it bugs you. A lot of options exist. And you may use different terms when you talk to different people based upon their level of understanding. Homeschooling is fine for friends and family who don't know what the heck you're doing. Unschooling, at its simplest definition, is a homeschooling method. And if you want to call it whole life learning or say we're doing an experiential, individualized approach to learning, that works too. Do everything you can to stay focused on today. Don't beat yourself up about screw-ups in the past and don't play the what-if game about all the things that could go wrong in the future. Today's data gives us the information we need to make different choices tomorrow. Take your cues from your child standing right in front of you. Stay tuned in to who they really are 
not that imagined story in your head or how you wish they'd be. This will point you toward how to support them to help them grow and learn. Deschooling takes time for you and for your child. Read about how schoolish thoughts creep in simply because they're familiar and because we're inundated with them from society. Because parents have to spend more time in school systems, it's going to be harder for the adults than the kids. But even kids who haven't gone to school or have only gone for a little bit, they still struggle because they're exposed to a lot of messages in today's world. Ask yourself why and why not. Move away from arbitrary reasons. It may not have to go the way your knee-jerk thought wants to take you. Think about the rationale behind the decision. Does this work best for your family today? Get rid of comparisons. Every person is unique. Their interests, their experiences, their internal wiring. The sooner we embrace people for who they are today and not wish for them to be something different, the better. Recognize that when you are making comparisons or wishing they were different, they're picking up on your disapproval, your disappointment. If you're trying for unconditional love, don't make it conditional. Observe without judgment, often without comment. For some of you like me, this can be hard at first. We want to fix everything. But taking in data will help you become the best resource finder or facilitator for them when they want it. Learning is naturally hardwired into humans. It's possible that your child has had that negatively affected by schoolish techniques. But it can return if you're supportive and patient. It's in their human nature. Parents have to have a lot of trust in the process and the process of learning and in their own children. When external pressures are so strongly pushing for traditional schooling, what do you need to do to help yourself trust the process more? Stay flexible and continue to learn about unschooling. What sounded insane in the beginning may make more sense to you later down the road. That's okay. What you embrace is entirely up to you. We all evolve as parents and as learners ourselves. Thank heavens, right? Because unschoolers aren't following a typical scope and sequence, they will likely have gaps in their learning, at least according to what schools expect. But truthfully, we all have gaps. Either we weren't paying attention or we transferred schools or we were out for an illness And everyone can easily close a gap with a quick Google search or a Siri question. 18 is not a magic age. They will learn when they are ready, sometimes before 18, sometimes after. But the pressure to get it all done by 18 is gone when you unschool. Your days will look more like summer vacation or an extended holiday with all the fun and connection and exploration that can go with it. 
And lastly, enjoy your life with your children. If this is hard for you, let's talk about where your obstacles are. Look for ways to connect with them. You'll end up with wonderful memories and this healthier childhood will be so awesome for everyone. And there you have it. The start of your own unschooling manifesto or call it your family's name manifesto, like the Patterson manifesto. One thing I've seen over the years is that these core beliefs shift as we gain more information. You may need to check back with it from time to time to see what's changed. What do you want to add? What's no longer a concern? It can be a document that grows with you and your family. So thanks for joining me in season two of the Unschooling Mom to Mom podcast. Let me know if you have any topics you want me to talk about. Leave comments or share the link. And I'll be back again next week. Happy unschooling.